Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. There are moments along the journey where God will open a door for you to speak to someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. They're divine appointments. You can't explain it any other way. Now, every day, God wants us to speak for him. And every person you meet is a candidate for the gospel. You can't witness to the wrong person. But I'm just telling you, there are going to be times when God allows your life to intersect with someone else's life, or God gives you a a particular opportunity to speak the truth. When that happens, don't miss your moment. That means you've got to live alert, alive, awake, ready, uh, on the lookout every day to see how God wants to use you. And I'm convinced that is one of the reasons that God used the Apostle Paul so greatly because he was always ready uh, to use one of his phrases, instant, in season and out of season. This was a man whose life was so thoroughly given to Christ and so consumed with the gospel that every time he had an opportunity to open his mouth, it was the good news of Jesus that came out. We return today to Acts chapter number 13 And uh, the adventure continues. Their journey now uh, has just begun in the opening verses of Acts chapter 13, this great missionary journey of Barnabas and Paul. And the Bible says in verse number 14, And when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. Now let's pause for just a moment uh, because the first place they go is the place where the word of God is being discussed. Uh, That's what the synagogue was known for. That's what it was built for. It was a place of religious instruction. So uh, the general template would be something like our church gatherings today. Uh, The Old Testament scriptures would be read, and then someone would explain the scriptures, make application. There'd be religious discussion. And so they put themselves in the place uh, where this conversation is taking place. Uh, Could I recommend that's a good starting point for all of us? You know, sometimes the hardest thing to do is just find an entry point to speak to people about Christ. But if you can get around people who have questions, if you can get around people who are searching and looking for answers, very often you'll find an open door for the gospel. So they they find their place, and the Bible says they sit down. Then in verse number 15, it says this, And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren... If you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. I love that expression, say on. In other words, it's your time to talk. It's your turn. I'm thinking now of that great verse that says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, that's what we need today. Are you a redeemed person? I mean by that, do you know that your sins have been forgiven? Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Then dear brother, dear sister, say on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's time to stand up. It's time to speak up. So they're given their moment. They're given their gospel opportunity. And the Bible says in verse 16, Then Paul 
stood up and beckoning with his hand said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. Now, it's interesting how he begins and where he goes. He begins with men of Israel because primarily the synagogue was filled with Jewish people, and uh, you, you would have uh, some others there, and we'll see that in just a moment, who are affected by his message. But he begins with Israel, but he doesn't stop with Israel. He says, ye men of Israel, and ye that fear God. You remember, the gospel is for all people. It is to the Jew first, and it is also to the Greek. Paul will be known as the apostle of the Gentiles. His heart is the heart of Jesus, and it is for everybody. And so when he begins to speak, he begins to apply his message to everyone. Here's another tremendous application for us, and it is this. Not only should you look for those opportunities, uh, find people who are, who are searching, uh, but do not limit the message of the gospel just to one segment. Uh, in our world today, sometimes people want to target a certain audience of people. And let me just tell you, uh, the gospel is a whosoever will gospel because God is a whosoever will God. God loves all people. Christ died for every man. And the free offer of eternal life, whosoever will may come, is still in the word of God. And so what should we be doing? We should be saying that to everyone we can possibly say it to. And I've marked in my Bible the last two words of verse 15, they said to him, say on, and the last two words of verse 16, give audience, he speaks to them. So they're looking at him saying, speak to us, and he's looking at them saying, listen to me. Uh, You have to have both. So you have to have someone relaying truth and someone receiving truth, and God is at work on both ends. Now, beginning in verse number 16 with his sermon, he continues preaching all the way down to verse number 42. We're going to come back uh, to the sermon because it's one of the great sermons of the New Testament. It's one of the great messages of Acts. It is one of the great gospel summaries of Scripture. In fact, I would encourage you to spend some time in this sermon. Uh, Let this sermon of Paul be a sermon that you listen to. Uh, Read it out loud. Think and pray through it. We'll come back to it and, and walk through it together. But like bookends on the sermon, I want you to see how it began and how it ends. Remember, it began by them saying, say on, and him saying, give audience. Now, let let me read to you a couple verses at the end of the sermon. The Bible says in verse 42, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. There were two groups of people. And the two groups, I'm not talking about Jew and Gentile. The two groups were that there were those who received the truth and those who rejected it. There were some who went out of the synagogue, wanted nothing more to do with it. Uh, They had heard all they wanted to hear. May I just tell you, when you speak the gospel, when you tell people about Christ, there will be some who say no. Remember, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting your Christ. In fact, that's far sadder. But do not think that it's about you. It's about the Lord. Then there will be some who desire to receive more truth. They follow the light they have. And so in verse 42, you've got some Gentiles who are saying, will you preach to us next Sabbath and tell us more? In verse 43, you have some Jews and religious proselytes who follow them out of the meeting place and say, look, will you 
Will you tell us more? And Paul and Barnabas speak to them there. I think that's fascinating. They didn't restrict their speaking to the synagogue or to the meeting time. We do a tremendous disservice when the only time we talk about the Lord Jesus and the gospel and the grace of God and spiritual truth is inside the meeting place. Friend, we've got to get the seed out of the barn. We've got to get the light out from under the the, the bushel. We've got to get out where the people are. And so what is Paul and Barnabas doing in verse 43? The same thing they did at the beginning of the chapter. They're speaking to individuals, persuading them to continue in the grace of God. Look, you'll have some today who want to hear what you have to say, and you'll have some who do not. But friend, just say on. (laughs) There'll be easy times and there'll be hard times, but you just say on. It may be a large crowd in the synagogue or a small crowd gathered outside. It may be several people or it may be one individual, but you just say on. Look for people today who are open to the gospel and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.